when we use the word love, we all presume we're talking about the same thing. And as far as I can see, is we're actually all talking about something different. Love means different things to different people, depending on what we could call their development of consciousness, how more awake they are. Now, the way I seem to be seeing things at the moment is like this. As they say in the East, thou art that. Everybody is everything that it's possible to be. Everybody. But different people are at different levels of what we'll call awakenings, realization. And some people seem more devoted to seeing what life is about rather than just surviving and getting through. And that seems to be to do with people's level of, let's say, development, how awake or asleep they are. So as I say, I seem to resonate with what is said from the East, and that is, everybody is everything. And some people are awake to some things, and other people are awake to more things. So when we say the word love, some people think about their car or their phone. I love my phone. Often, when a mother has her child, she has a whole different experience of love. The baby is actually more valuable to her than herself. And there's an awakening in there. But it's not that something comes to her. It's a realization that that is in there. Now, another thing we don't seem to connect with or realize is, I think we have seven and a half billion people on the planet now, and we're all different. And the difference is to do with all sorts of things. And of course, in the East they say it's to do with past lives. But whatever it is, we're all different. And we all see things in different ways. Now, people that have been looking, meaning they're not solely based on safety and security and predictability and surviving, but people are saying, what else is there? Some people meditate, some people do workshops, some people read, some people listen or watch. But they're looking to say, well, what else is there? What else is there? Now, at the moment, it seems generally on the planet, one of the main energies is conflict. There's conflict between countries, there's conflict within countries, there's conflict with political parties and within political parties, and the same with religion. Religions in conflict with each other and religions having conflict within the religion, conflict in the family, and with most people, conflict in their mind. 
they're fighting what is essentially themselves most of the time, conflict. And one of the big travesties seems to be on the planet is punishment. So when there's an addict and he breaks the law, we see it as justifiable as punishing them rather than, hey, this person is one of us and they are essentially ill. They're off the track of harmony. We need to take a look and be with them. But you see, we don't go with them because we're not with ourselves. Most people, most of the time, are in conflict with themselves. They're saying, you should be like that and that's wrong and how you should be is like this. And that's what we project on the outside. Now, some people do have awakenings. When I say awakening, then I immediately think of what happens sometimes in, in the Satori group. Or people fall from their horse and bang their head and suddenly everything looks totally different. Everything is different. The peace that passeth all understanding. Time no more. A stillness that's still moving. And as I see it and as is reported, it's not that the brain is now seeing something else. It is that the brain is being bypassed. The brain, which is a mechanism there to take care of us, is bypassed. And something else that can't really be explained is experienced. And it's not even an experience. There is this isness. And what's there is what we could call, although there's no name for it, the Tao, the Way, the Kingdom of God, but none of those explain this we're all one. This is person is not separate to me. We're one. We're one. And now this person is having difficulties. And in this state... This person doesn't have to say, I will help this person. It doesn't have to say anything. It's just there. And there are people like that on the planet. People who are in the, the caring occupations. They are there for people, but not as a, I am doing this, or I'm getting the money, or I'm going to heaven afterwards. It's just a natural, deeper, inner response to the fact that this person needs a level of caring and it just flows from them and they're there for this person. No judgment that you are a pedophile and that is a bad thing. You're a pedophile and that isn't the natural order of things. That isn't the highest way of living. You're an addict. You're stuck. You've got an illness. And I'm there for you selflessly as much as I know how. So lots of people in the caring occupations 
they're not recognised that they're incredible beings. And mostly they're underpaid, grossly underpaid. We underpay the people that are there for other people. So back to what I was saying is, as I see it, we all have that within us, this deep caring. But it very rarely projects to the outside because we're not caring for ourselves. We're not saying, oh, I've got that thought. Or that's still going on. And we're against it. We contract. We judge ourselves. And that's what we project on the outside. Until something happens in our life, in meditation or a group or an accident or something, and suddenly, oh, yes, that's right. There's a harmony here that I haven't been sensitive enough to resonate with. There's a harmony. And it's not just with people. Sometimes you can see it when people interact with certain animals, their their dog or the cat that they love, and suddenly they're different people. When they're looking at this person, and certainly with babies, not everybody, but many people, when they're with the baby, they're different. They're different with their baby. Their whole being is different. And we can call it love. And that, as I see it, is there in everybody, every moment. Now, some people say, I am not a good person because I don't feel love. That's love. You see? You are caring about the fact that you don't care. That's love. You're caring. But you judge. Instead of, I am not having that resonance in my life at the moment. And I'm open for it. I'm available for it. And as much as I possibly can, I'm going to disconnect from judging myself from judging myself. But then we come back to this thing that we keep coming back to. You see, it's not a hobby. It's not something you can do for an hour a day. It, it needs to be your priority that you're going to be more present, especially with yourself. Now, certain people will meet you and love you so much you can't even, you can't even imagine how much they love you. And you say, but how can they love me? I still judge, I still, I still complain, I'm still this. Yeah, because they've gone right beyond that with themselves. And that's what they see in you. They don't get stuck at that stuck behavior. They see straight through to that, to your essence, because they're in touch with their own essence. And what I'm suggesting to you is that this isn't just certain people have this ability. It's everybody and everything. Some animals, some dogs will sit by their owner's graves for years. Years. 
There are stories of animals that love their owners. It's love. It's love. And we all have that. And many people are saying trees have that. Everything has that. So I think what I'm attempting to share now is thou art that. You are love. That's all there is. And this love isn't me and you. It's us. There is an us. But in order to resonate with that, in order to realize that, we have to slow down and be more present in each moment. And then, when you're with somebody and they're chuntering away and you're half disconnected, being polite, stop and look in their eyes. And if you want a little experiment, look in their eyes and say, Hello, I'm here. I see you. I can feel for you. Then the stillness that's still moving, the emptiness that is so full, and that you, that is us.